Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Have you heard Survivor's back this week? It's back? Shut the front door. Absolutely. And we thought, since Tony is off today, and we're not sure what the schedule is going to be like this week, mm-hmm. we thought we would give you a reboot of the one and only little Rick Devins. That's right, Mr. Tony. It's pronounced Devins. Devins. Episode 200. It was yes. such a special episode for us. So for those of you who haven't heard it yet, please enjoy. Special shout out to Heidel, episode 189, who we know is a Survivor fan. We know there's not too many Littles out there that are Survivor fans. But this was a very special episode for us. Mm -hmm. We hope you enjoy it. We are so appreciative to Rick Devins for coming on and meeting the Littles. official Survivor contestant. Contestant, yes. Of the Tony Kornheiser podcast. Yes. Absolutely. And yes, he does have a new podcast himself coming out. It is the official Survivor podcast. Mm -hmm. So those of you who do watch Survivor, you might want to check that out. Hopefully he'll spice things up a little bit this season on that. We're very excited for him that he has another opportunity since Surviving Snyder is no more. Yes. Which is a good thing, I a guess. A good thing, I think. I mean, we didn't really have a horse in that race, but no. we understand. We sure. understand. So anyway, we're throwing it back. We know it's Monday, but since there's no Tony, understandably because it's a holiday. Yes. We thought we'd give you a little something to listen to on this wet Monday on the East Coast. So here you go, Littles, this little piece of Loyal Littles podcast history. I can't believe we actually are saying that now, Roxy. This is episode 200. Yes. Enjoy. Bye. Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I want to know where you got the nickname because that's a great nickname, sir. That's all we can say. It's fantastic. Well, when we used to get together as a family for Christmas, we'd go over to my Uncle Jim and Aunt Loretta's house. And once the beer started flowing and the wine, that's what my Uncle Jim called my dad. Hey, Stoopsie. Hey, Stoopsie. That's what I figured. Alcohol had to be involved. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Happy, Happy 200, 200th, Littles. Roxy. Wow. I mean, we made it. Crazy. We're gonna, this is the big time. Let's do this right now <laughs> into the microphone. Roxy and I, just in time for our 200th episode. Just in time. Received a little package in the mail. Oh, did we? And it was set up through Bobby Gottfried. So thank you, Bobby, for thank you. doing episode it. Episode 12. We asked him to send this to us. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. 12. Oh, sorry. Episode 12. How could I forget? I think I'm already feeling it, I'm Chuck. Already... <laughs> we are toasting. We just opened our first ever bottle of... La Cheeserie Beer. Yes. From Shy Bear Brewery. Whoa. <laughs> it's already hitting Roxy. It's thick. It's um, good. It's great. Shy Bear Brewing. Now... What's that? Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. What is that? Yeah. Bears beats Battlestar Battle Galactica. Galactica. Okay. For you Office fans. <laughs> Roxy, we're just, uh, Littles, we're just excited. 200th episode. This is insane. How did we do this? How, I did, no I, how did I stick this out? I don't know. How did you put up with me <laughs> for this? But what, what, we wanted to acknowledge the beer. I mean, it's, oh my gosh. get some. I did not realize when we got it sent to us that it, apparently, I guess there was only 504 bottles made. Yeah. Now, let's uh, credit. It's Jason Ufima, who is, I guess he owns the Sky Bear Brewing. He also uh, is into some coffee. We're going to meet him soon. So yep. we're very excited about that. But we got tags on these bottles that uh-huh. we got. It says 21 of 504. Yeah. Like, you know, in those limited edition bats or whatever you get. Right. So anyway, we got that on paintings too. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what this is. So littles, there's only, I don't know how many are left. I don't know. Maybe there's none left. Maybe you're, oh, oh, well, you snooze, you lose, right? You snooze, you lose, pal. Uh, But we wanted to wait and open these 
for Together. our 200th episode and we're celebrating and we're here and we're so excited, but you should try to get some. Yes. La Cheeserie beer. La Cheeserie, all you loyal littles. We did want to start the episode just by saying thank you to all you loyal listeners. Without you, none of this would have been possible on so many levels. I mean, first of all, the show would have sucked without the littles right. coming on to meet. I don't know what this would have been. Littles. This wouldn't have been anything. It, yeah, it would have sucked. Probably would have lasted two episodes. <laughs> right. It would have sucked. <laughs> and so not only thank you for your listenership, thank you for coming on, those of you who have come on, mm-hmm. and thank you, I'm thanking in advance all you other littles that are going to come on, because yes. we're going to keep this going until... Uh, until all the littles have been interviewed. And if, you know, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, so, listen to that. What? Jen Babish and oh, right. John Miller, yeah. and who else was after John Miller? I think there was somebody. I don't know. Listen, if Todd Takei can come on and do this, y'all can come on too. That's so, right. Why are we picking on Todd? Todd was one that was holding out. He was out. very hesitant. But you know what? We had a beer with him while we did it and i think he was right at home and i it was think great. so I, mm-hmm. you know roxy and i were sitting here before we came on the air and we were just reminiscing about all the episodes we were trying to just kind of take it all in but one thing we want to do before we go any further is we also do want to just thank our supporters yes absolutely and when we say supporters we don't mean just the ones that are on our patreon page and uh-huh. things like that although obviously we very much thank absolutely them. but there's so many people that have given their talents or their energy their energy their to the podcast and- that a lot of you don't normally see mm-hmm. yeah there's just way too many but we want you to know from the bottom of our hearts we appreciate you and we couldn't have done this without yeah, you. yeah if you've had you know? a hand in getting us here to 200 yeah we thank you yeah thank you so, so much. much and especially to our supporters as we said mm-hmm. and uh i think we haven't done this yet this year if you would like to become a supporter we would really appreciate that you can go to our website loyallittlespod.com scroll to the bottom our anchor link is there it takes you to anchor and you can support the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month yes and it would be fantastic Mm -hmm. if you don't like the reoccurring monthly thing which we totally get you can also just go over to venmo and use the code llpod just search llpod our logo will come up on our venmo page and you can just send us any size donation it could be a penny just send us any donation and it's one time and you're done so if it's a penny it'll it, be a lucky penny yeah right it does help <laughs> it, it really does help because it pays for our for special for things that you. we get to do for you mm-hmm. and prizes and things like that yeah. so we really appreciate it and i don't know really what else to say except i think roxy it is completely ironic that today our 200th episode <laughs> is national bagel day shut the front door it totally is national bagel day <laughs> So go out, go to get your Bethesda bagels. Go to Bethesda. Have one for me. And get the bagels. Maybe two for me. Yes, please do. I love bagels. National Bagel Day. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was hilarious. We have a -a pick-a-bagel around the corner, and it's pretty good, but I doubt it's It's as good as Bethesda. Right, exactly. So, All right, Roxy. Now, we have so many things to get into before our... Exciting Exciting Meet the Littles guest. Yeah, and we'll, we'll explain that more when we get to it. But we wanted to start here. We have one email, and then we're going to do your emails later, we promise, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. But this one was a little special, so it says, Chuck and Roxy, congratulations on 200 episodes. As the unofficial quiz master of the Littles, a title bestowed by KJ Onstad, I have created a little quiz. See what I did there? Oh. To commemorate your 200th episode. Format is pretty simple. Below are five quotations, Roxy, Uh-oh. from folks <laughs> you have interviewed on the show. Uh-oh. Now, this is 200 people. <laughs> All you have to do is identify who provided the quote. Of course, there are bonus points if you can also identify the episode number. Answers are provided in a separate email. Okay, now you have to trust me on this. 
This is very similar to what Claire did a while back, and she put all the answers in a sealed envelope. Yes. Now, you just have to trust. I swear, I have not. We have nothing. I have not we just looked have at beer the email. in front of us right now. I just have read the email, and I have not read them mm-hmm. yet. He said, I kept this to five questions. There is obviously a lot to choose from. So with one exception, the choice of episode was randomly generated in order to stave off claims of favoritism. <laughs> in truth, all the littles are my favorite. Aww. A hint. One of the quotations below was provided by a big. Oh, boy. You know who would be really good at this? <laughs> my dad. Oh, yeah, maybe. I think my dad would be really good at okay, this. Okay, maybe. And I think Brandon now, too, because he's been going back. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for creating this terrific podcast that brings so many of the littles together. Bob Welsh, episode 39. How great is that? That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be terrible at this. <laughs> I don't know. Now, this is the question. Do we do this together or do we do it separately? I don't know. I think we should do it separately. Okay. That'll be more fun. Okay. Okay. So but what if we have the same answer? That's okay. Okay. All right. Well, and we'll alternate who goes first. Okay. Okay. And so to make this a little more fun, because we didn't have time to get Bob on the show to, to do these questions and everything, we thought, how can we in- have fun with this? So yeah. what we decided to do, since there's questions one, two, three, four, five, we decided to bring back guests one, two, three, four, five to simply read the question. Now, we kind of wanted to bring them on and, you know, say hi, but we knew we'd never, this episode would be three hours long because yeah. we love them all and we'd, right. we'd want to catch up with them. Mm-hmm. So I asked for a favor and, of course, Littles Helping Littles. They came through with flying colors. So here we go. Without further ado, here is question number one. I borrowed my mother's car one day. You see, we only had one car in the house and she worked here in Arlington and I was home for my senior year Christmas break And if you wanted the car, you took my mom to work and picked her up at the end of the day and you tooled around in between. All right, Roxy. Shoot. You have no idea. I I have no idea. All right. So I read through these already and you did too. I did too. This is the first time we're seeing the questions. And you didn't tell me anything. No, I didn't tell you anything. And I think I have this one for sure. I don't know how it came to me, but it just came to me. I think out of, actually, I was amazed. Three out of the five, I nailed right away. Now, I don't think I'm going to get any. You think you nailed right away. I do. I think three out of the five, I'm very confident I have. And this is one of them. Now, I do have no idea about episode numbers. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to re go when we go back and -hmm. say the names. So do you have any guesses? No freaking clue. Well, just take a guess. I feel horrible, like a horrible host, because I don't remember all 200. Come on, Roxy. (laughs) 200. And this is just a tiny snippet. And don't forget, now, in all full disclosure, Chuck does... I'd say you do ninety percent of the editing. Yeah, so, so things stick in I your listen brain a to these more. things all night, <laughs> yeah. like and over and over and over again, and I check them before I send them out and stuff like that. So I'm trying to think who would say "tooled around," okay. like the phrase "tooled around." For some reason, the, the name Brad Weiss comes. Brad Weiss. To okay, that's a great guess. My brain. I don't know. Okay, that's a great guess. I'm writing that down because we're going to come back because we're going to reveal these afterwards. Okay. All right, I'm going with John Fitzpatrick. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was it. Because he talked about how uh-huh. he got his first job in D.C. and uh-huh. but he was right out. Of, matter of fact, he hadn't even graduated college yet. Uh-huh. And he got the gig, and they were upset. They were all worried about that. Like you can't do that. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure that's who it was, Mr. Fitz Magic. Bob, can I get partial credit for knowing the episode name? It's "We've Got Fitz Magic to Do." That's the name of the episode mm-hmm. for John Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. and that's from Pippin because that's a, a play right. on Pippin. That's why I don't remember the number. Right. I have no idea. Uh, do you have any guesses? It was pretty early on. It was pretty I'm gonna early I'm going to go 45. On. I'm sure that's wrong. I'm going to say 36. 36. Okay. Two. What if we get the, what if I get the episode number and you get the name? That would be. Do we get credit for that? That would be ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Number two. Hey, Chuck and Roxy. Oz the Great and Flavorful here. 
episode two. You know, in 10th grade, I had a giant growth spurt. It went from being one of the shortest people in the school to being the tallest person on the soccer team in the summer. Okay, so this was one of the ones that I wasn't entirely sure, but then I narrowed it down to, I think, two, but I think I've got it. I should go first. Okay, go first. I'm going to say Bobby Gottfried, Bobby episode Godfrey. 12. You just, you're just saying that because you know the episode number, which well, is smart. I mean, I know his episode number, but I know he likes soccer and he's taller than I am, and I'm going to assume that. Okay. I think, and I've, again, no idea what the number is, and I actually, oh, I know the name of the title too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pepe the Sock Guy. Steve Tashir, right? Steve Tashir. Mm-hmm. I think that's him, and the only reason I'm saying that is because he told us that great story about kicking a winning goal against my soccer team. So he oh, brought up soccer. Okay. And I know a lot of people have talked about soccer, uh-huh. but I know he played soccer. Uh-huh. And yeah, so that's what I'm going with. I have no idea. I'm going to say 62. 62. Okay, I'm going to go. No, you said Bobby. You had your own. Bobby oh, God. sorry. All right, you can go 62 because I have no idea either. <laughs> uh, I'm actually, I think he's much later. I'm going to go. I think he was after 100, wasn't he? I want to really? say like, I want to say like 112. I know I he know. was after we got our microphones. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, <laughs> let's not bring that up. Okay, here we go. Question number three. The only thing I have to write on my resume is PTA treasurer, because once elementary school parents find out that you're an engineer, they think that, of course, you want to count up all the checks for the silly wrapping things. Okay. Now, that, of course, is the great Joe Arrow. Episode three. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. This he, was recent. This I'm, was more I'm gonna, recent. I'm going to disagree with you there. Really? Maybe. I, don't, I could be wrong. I think I have a good guess for this. Oh, who's an engineer? I have it narrowed Shoot. down to two. Shoot. Who's an engineer? Give me your one and you take the other. Wait, Engineer? Yeah, it says that you're an engineer. They think that, of course, you want to count up all the checks, blah, blah, blah. Oh. So it's someone who's an engineer. Okay. That then, narrows it down. Then that kind of takes one away from me. Oh. I had, I had it narrowed down to two. One was Chuck Elias because mm-hmm. I thought he was the tra- I remember him talking about being the treasurer, but Chuck's the travel agent. So that's what I didn't realize. I didn't miss that part. Yeah. I just was remembering the part about being the, the, the treasurer. treasurer or maybe it was Sean Morrissey. That's my other. Oh, that's my other guess. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go. You talked me out of Chuck Elias. Right. So I'm going to say Sean Morrissey. OK, that's probably wrong, too. This was one of the ones I wasn't completely sure. Right. Ooh. And I have no idea on an episode number. I'll go 82. OK. Um, I mean, I guess I'm going to say Dina. Oh. She's a math major. I know that that's wrong. But Okay. Episode. We better know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy's face right now. I don't remember. 75? 72? 70? Was she that late? Yeah, I think so. Oh, we're, we're terrible people 73? here. 73? All right. You say 73. I'm going to say 75. Oh, she's going to be mad. Well, it's a prime number or something, right? <laughs> oh, right. I that's all know. I remember. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Number four. I have your guitar. I do not have your cocaine. All right. Thank you. That was, of course, the great Eric Londrigan, episode four. Ooh, now, ooh, ooh, you, ooh. Ha- you know this one? Ooh, ooh. I, I know- think so. Wait, I already told you this one, didn't I? Well, but I agreed. Okay. <laughs> All right. I remember this one. Maybe we did one. talk about this. We talked about this one. Okay. All right. Kristen LeBlanc. Kristen LeBlanc. That's what I had. Do you know what episode number? Episode 172. Two? Let's go with 172. I don't remember. I know it's 170 something. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Here we go. Number five. I said, okay. So we lined up. It's like 6.30, 7 in the morning, whatever it was. And I'm on a bus with a bunch of screaming third graders. And I'm literally on the floor of the bus underneath a seat trying to hear because I couldn't hear on the cell phone. 
But that's when I think I fell in love with Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, this should be easy, Roxy. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you why after your guess, if you screw Uh-oh. this up. Go ahead. Corey? Okay. All right. I was going to say, because it has to be a big. It has to be a big. I think this is the One big. Of the, well, we haven't picked a big yet. Right. So I guess we could go back and change things. But no. yes, this is the big. Right. Yes. You're going to go with Tori? I'm going to go with Tori. It's, it's Tori Clark. It was either Tori or Gene, you said earlier, you thought. Yeah, that's it's what Tori. I thought. But I, more I thought about it, I thought Tori Clark. And episode, I think it was 100, right? I think so. I think it was episode 100. Mm-hmm. I know it was one of the big number Yeah. Type. Mm-hmm. No, I think it was episode 100. Or it might have been like a one-year anniversary thing. No. No, because that mm-hmm. was uh, Jared Freed. 75? No. No, it's 100. Let's go with I 100. Think it's 100. All right. So those are our answers. Here we go, littles. Time for the answers. Okay, the email says, answers to the 200th episode do not open until ready to take the quiz. All right, we've taken the quiz. We're going to scroll down. Answers. First one. All right, I got a half right. It is John Fitzpatrick. It was actually much earlier than I thought. Oh. Episode 28. Oh. All right, so that's... So ep- I lost that. Yeah, you, yeah, you had that totally wrong. That's yep. right. Okay. <laughs> Next. Oh, my goodness. We're both wrong. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even close. Well, Maybe we were close I. with the number, because I guess. I was close with the number. It's episode 56. Ah. Does that ring any bells, Roxy? Nope. This is the one. In 10th grade, I had the giant growth spurt. Yep. I went from being like one of the shortest people in school to being the tallest person on the soccer team in the summer. It is Rich Ottinger oh. telling how he came to be recruited to play volleyball in high school. Wow. All right. Right. Number three. Yep. Episode 53. Does that mean anything to you? Nope. Roxy, you got this one right. It was Dina. Dina. Dina Damascus. Dina. Discussing oh how she did between careers as an engineer and a college math teacher. <gasps> Chuck feels like a dope here for not getting that. Wow. Good guess, Roxy. Thank you. I'm so excited. That deserves a little another swig. Another one of these. Another, all right. <laughs> another swing. All right. Because you pulled it out of your butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Number four, we had it. We nailed it. Yeah. Uh, we did not get the episode number. Damn nope. it. It's 176. Uh, it is Kristen LeBlanc. You were, I think, going to say that. Explaining how I have your guitar. I do not have your cocaine. <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines from this podcast. <laughs> All right. And then finally, number five, we nailed it. Really? Tori Clark, episode 100. Yes. Details the circumstances of a phone call into the big show. Yes, that was the first time she got to appear on the Tony Kornheiser show and that was amazing. Cool. So awesome. Bob Walsh. That thank was you so amazing. much. That was so much fun. Such a nice little trip down memory lane. Thank you to all you littles who participated. Yes. Numbers one through five to yes. help us pep it up a little bit. We mm-hmm. really appreciate it. All right, Roxy, we got to get out of here. Get to our meet the littles guests. That's what everyone's waiting for. Littles, we have to prep this though. Okay. This one is kind of for everybody, but it's really for us. Yeah. So bear with us on this. Yeah. Okay. Chuck and Roxy geeked out a little bit here. A little bit. If we may, we'll we be honest. We were fan people. <laughs> when we started this podcast, we never believed, we never thought there was any way possible it was going to get to this. Right. Never. Never. Right. We really didn't. Mm-mm. We just thought we'd have some littles on. We never thought we would get to, because I don't want to downplay this guest either. Right. Okay. He's big. Yeah. But, you know, we did not ever think we would be interviewing Dave Sims, Chris Eliza, I mean, Gary, Gene, Tori, Kevin, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Okay. We are so fortunate and we know that. But when we started the podcast, I said, Roxy, do you think there is any way we could ever get this little on the podcast? And we were like, no way. There's no way. But I tried. Mm -hmm. I literally, after the second week of the podcast, I sent this person a Twitter message. Yep. They never even saw it, 
for like a year and a half later. Mm -hmm. And then we got the tweet and it said, I think I'm ready to do this. So we are so excited. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, this is the great Zucchini from Bethesda, Maryland. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Too many. Give me one cup of Joe to see me through. Be it perk or drip, espresso is hip. Cappuccino latte, guzzle or sip. I'll take one cup of coffee. Too many. Well, it makes Ooh, I love this one. Yeah, this is a fun song. We've played this before, but we wanted to bring it back for our 200th episode. This is called One Cup of Coffee Too Many. And it's by Jeff Schiller. And if you like what you hear, you can find all his stuff on his website, houndogschiller.com. That's H-O-U-N-D-O-G-S-C-H-I-L-L-E-R.com. Or you could head on over to his YouTube channel, and that's just youtube.com backslash jshounddog. And we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes to make it easy for you, because I'm sure he'd appreciate it. And as always, we'll play the full song. One cup of coffee too many. At the end of the podcast. I love the taste, I love the smell, I love the concept cups and saucers as well. I love the buzz, I love the jolt, that java beans me just like a lightning bolt. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. I am so excited. Right, can you can you handle I, this? I, I don't know. Okay? I think so. Roxy and I are going to try to keep this together here. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is something that's been a long time coming for us. Yeah. We are so it's, excited. It's been a dream since we started the podcast. And I can't <laughs> believe we're at number 200, but this is a very special episode for us. Mm-hmm. We can't think of a better guest. Please welcome to the podcast, Rick Devins. Hey, Rick, how's it going? Hey, Chuck. Hey, Roxy. Congratulations. <laughs> 200 episodes. Right? I goodness. I, I, Crazy. I can't believe this is here. I never it's, in a million years. And never thought. in a million years. Just five years ago when I was watching you on our TV screen, rooting our asses off for you. Yes. Did we ever think you'd be on our podcast? Was uh-huh. it, it was probably longer than five years ago, wasn't it? Probably at this point. <laughs> I hoped I it know. wasn't longer than five years ago. Was it that long ago? Oh, I, my gosh. I don't know. Well, it was 2016, right? I'm living in the past. No, I think it was 2019. Whoa. 2019. No, I don't know. I don't know. What is it? It was like 2018. I was out there, but I had to wait like a year for it to show up. So I get very confused. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. I forgot about that. Well, maybe we'll get into all that. I mean, for those of you that don't remember, Rick is the one that wrote into the big show saying, hey, I'd like to be the official survivor correspondent member or something something like that. Yeah. And they gave you tons of shout outs now and then. You gave us some updates. It was a lot of fun following you that season. But we'll get into all that. Rick, what we like to do is take it all the way back. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Stuff like that. So I was born on a foggy Wednesday (laughs) uh, in 1984. I'm from Blacksburg, Virginia originally and Blacksburg, Virginia mostly. It's kind of weird. I was born in Virginia, but I'm an army brat and I have two older sisters. So like one was born in Germany. One was born in California. 
Wow. I'm born in Blacksburg, and that's where my both sets of grandparents were situated. That's where my parents went to college. Bill Brown Stadium in Blacksburg is named after my grandfather. That's the high school stadium for Blacksburg High School. And then we moved to Fort Leavensworth, Kansas, and then we moved to Hawaii for two years. Wow. And then we moved to Northern Virginia, Springfield, and I was in Annandale wearing the reversible jerseys, playing soccer. Uh, went to Ravensworth Elementary, and then we moved back to Blacksburg, where I was, it was like fourth grade, and I went all the way through fourth grade, 12th grade in Blacksburg. So I really had, I grew up in Blacksburg, uh, which was amazing, loved it, wasn't going to stay and go to Virginia Tech because I didn't want to be a townie, but JMU rejected me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And Virginia Tech was like, we'll take you because you're local. <laughs> and uh, and thank goodness it happened because I loved it. It was amazing. And, and we had a great football team at the time. Far cry from what we have right now. So, yeah, that takes you all the way through. Was that too quick? Did no, I, not did at all. I... Did you, you didn't play through? football, though, right? Oh, God. Okay. I oh, oh <laughs> well, I I've seen you do some challenges on TV. I know, so, right? uh... You know, you know, well, yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> Challenge beast. I played a lot of pickup basketball, at the war Memorial gym. Okay. Uh, but no, and a lot, I mean, a lot of flag and tackle football, mm -hmm. uh, intramural sports were my favorite thing in the world. We were the Hobbs's intramural sports franchise, but yeah, so it was great. Oh, and I got a, I got a shout out of a few friends like Dan Kilday. What's up, Adam Bartlett, fellow Littles? Uh, I'm living the dream here. <laughs> I'm like, wait, yeah. who are these people? They, why haven't they come on to meet Chuck and Roxy? I know. They're waiting for you, I guess. Adam Bartlett's one of my great friends growing up. Actually, we, we weren't great friends, but we were good friends. And we always stayed in touch. And we both went to Virginia Tech. And then I didn't hear from him for years. And when he heard my email on the Tony Kornheiser show, he was like, hey, oh, my gosh, what's going on? <laughs> And then Dan Kilday, I can introduce as we continue the story of, you know, Rick Devin's life, I guess, because right. he, he's coming up. Okay. okay. Well, what was your major in college? Uh, it's funny because I'm talking to two actors. <laughs> I wanted to be an actor ah. when I left high school. Okay. I wasn't looking back. I wasn't very good. But I did forensics like speech and debate in high school. That was my real strength. I did humorous interpretation. Okay. Uh, and my dad was like, listen, I'm not I'm not going to help you go to college to be an actor because I want to have a job. He's <laughs> like, you can go and you can do theater, but you also need a major. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was my plan at first. So I just did communications because it was totally open. And then after my first year, I did some theater stuff, but I decided I really wanted to be a film director at that oh. point. Oh, wow. That was what I wanted to do with my life. So I made a bunch of movies in college. The most successful one was a beer pong documentary. <laughs> nice. Uh, As you do. That, that got the Virginia Tech Film Festival. Oh. There were a lot of fun, unsuccessful ones that were, you know, the most college film you would see, like totally Quentin Tarantino inspired, mm -hmm. bad acting. <laughs> Overdirected, <laughs> all about camera shots and not about performance at all. But I love doing that. And then I randomly, while I was at Virginia Tech, there was the presidential election between Bush and Kerry. Mm. And mm -hmm. as part of my communications courses, I was taking a news writing course that was taught by an anchor who worked in Roanoke, Virginia, at WSLS, a TV station, which was a really cool thing to be taught by a real anchor. And he was just like, hey, I'm doing a story about what college kids think of the election. I need volunteers to come watch the debate and rate it live on a thing. And I was like, oh, I'll do it extra credit. And while I was there, I was asking the production people that were doing it. I was like, can I get an internship? Is there anything? And they were like, why don't you just come be a tape editor and we'll actually pay you? 
And I was like, oh, great. Wow. Mm-hmm. Had never even thought of this was in his tape to tape editing right. for news, which is a special thing. So I went and started doing that. And the next thing I knew, I was like, oh, I guess when I get out of school, I'll just work at a news station because I had worked at one for about a year. Mm-hmm. And that's as easy as that had happened. Well, I did try to be a film director. I, you guys are brave in New York. I went to New York for two weeks to live with my friend John Hopkins after I graduated. And he admits it. He was a horrible host, totally abandoned me. Oh, no. I was terrified. And I, I didn't do anything. And I got home and I applied to every TV station on the Southeast Coast <laughs> to be a commercial uh, maker. Okay. Wow. So New York wasn't for you. Okay. (laughs) Now I feel like I could do New York. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Absolutely. scared me to death then. (laughs) I mean, come on. You've been on Survivor. I would just go across the street and get Chinese food and then go back to his apartment. Yeah, yeah. Hide from his roommates. (laughs) Excellent. And so then you just stayed in news the rest of your life, basically, right? Yeah. I mean, the quick version is I actually didn't get a job at the news station doing news. I got it making commercials. Mm-hmm. Like if a local place wanted to advertise, we'd make their commercial. So I was doing my film directing thing a little bit. Okay. But I had a journalism degree. And so I asked, can I just help out on the high school football show? And I started making funny packages. I made like a daily show package about real versus fake Christmas trees. You can find it on YouTube. It's the crown jewel of my whole existence. (laughs) And slowly they added weekend news. And I said, hey, can I be the sports guy? And they were like, uh, sure. And then after that, I became sports director. And then they added a morning show. And they were like, will you do the morning show? And I was like, yeah. And so then I did that for a long time. And And then got on Survivor. And then your life changed, basically. Yeah, and then life changed, and then life changed a lot. And now I'm the uh, director of communications at Middle Georgia State University. I've been that for a little less than a year, and I love it. Wow. Excellent. Wow. Yeah, awesome. normal human hours, not morning show hours. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Terrific. All right, we're gonna save the survivor stuff for later. Let's okay. get into real quick your fandom. I know this is something you've. This is one of the things you really wanted to talk about. Full disclosure, Littles, we were going to have you come on a little earlier, but then we were like, no, let's wait for our 200th episode. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about your podcast first. It's called Surviving Snyder, right? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. So all you locals, because obviously most of our listeners are from the D.C. area as well, being Tony Kornheiser fans, all that stuff. Let's talk about your podcast, and then we'll, let's, get, we, let's get into your fandom of your sports. Is football your favorite sport? Football is definitely my favorite okay. sport. Okay. Yeah. Right. So let's talk about your podcast. Where, where did that all come from? I mean, obviously the name kind of puts it out there. But. <laughs> yeah, Surviving Snyder. So I'm a huge Commanders fan, lifelong Washington football fan, inherited that from my parents, and then, of course, living in Springfield uh, for a long time. But then when I went on Survivor, I met a guy named Dalton Ross who writes for Entertainment Weekly. He interviewed me the day before the game started on an island in Fiji. And then there's another guy who played Survivor named Brendan Shapiro. He was on a different season from Mm -hmm. mine. But Survivor brought the three of us together, and we realized we were all huge Washington football fans. And Dalton Ross is a great writer for Entertainment Weekly, even now. And he does podcasts for them. So we had a text chain going about our misery, how much we hated Dan Snyder. (laughs) And eventually Dalton was like, do you want to turn this text chain into a podcast? And Brendan and I were like, yeah. So we know no one cares what we think about the commanders, but people do care what we think about Survivor because Dalton's like a Survivor expert and Brendan and I both played. Mm -hmm. So we turned it into the most niche podcast possible other than this one. I was going to say, I was like, we're fighting you for that title. That's right. It's a (laughs) face-off. 
it's for folks who like the Washington football team and folks who like Survivor. You know, we have Boston Rob on. We have wow. the current players of the season. Wow. We talk about what's happening as the season goes. And we just have a lot of fun with the whole thing. Yeah. No, I've checked out many episodes. It's so much fun. And it's always funny. I always say, like, the Nationals and the football team. I still call them the football team. They're, they're like <laughs> yeah. my secondary. I preferred the Washington football team. Yeah. yeah. I oh, preferred that. Cool. Yeah, it was great. It was a great name. And just because Tony talks about them so much, right. I feel like they're my National League team in baseball and stuff like that. You know, yeah. now I'm already a National Conference football fan. I'm a Saints fan. So speaking of Tony, how did we? How did you get there? How did you become well, see, a little? Just but real quick, I'm also a big Atlanta Braves fan. So oh, okay. it used to be torture when the Nationals were decent, but now I love it. Now yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah, talk about the Nationals as much as you want. This is terrific. Right. But it is it's like I'm a reluctant Max Scherzer fan <laughs> because he's the warrior god. It's like I don't want to root for right. this guy who dominated for the Nationals. Now he's a Met. But how can you not if right. you listen to the Tony Kornheiser show? Yeah, yeah, totally. Right, absolutely. Right. So how did you become a little? All right. So like I imagine most littles, I started with PTI and just loved that show, was introduced to it by my friends when I was in high school because I went to high school in Blacksburg, like right when Mike Vick was at Virginia Tech. And that's when I really started getting crazy into sports and want to hear everything that was happening. Then when I got that job making commercials in Macon, Georgia, at, right out of college, I would sit there all day at the computer if I wasn't out shooting the commercial and I'd be listening to whatever the other person in my room was listening to on the radio. And finally, I was like, I need to find something that I can listen to. And I just searched Tony Kornheiser because I liked him so much. I, was, I searched Mike Wilbon, too. Yeah. Mm. And Tony came up. So I've been listening to I started listening to the radio show back then. It must have been 2007 or 2008. And then, of course, that transitioned into the radio show being in podcast form and having the secret hour, you know, that mm -hmm. I loved. Mm -hmm. and, and then now the podcast. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, did you ever make it to Chatter? Did you ever go to see us taping? No, no, no. I had big plans, too. We we were going to get up there. And if it was open another year, yeah. <laughs> probably would have done it. But I guess Gary Williams wasn't willing to foot the bill for that. <laughs> right, probably not. <laughs> so you've never met Tony then? Oh, no, I've never met Tony. Wow, interesting. I would, I'd go nuts. I like to think I'm pretty cool, but I'd, I'd, I'd have a trouble. I'd be geeking out a little bit. Ah, That's okay. I completely That's understand. Okay. I've met him one time. I tried to keep it together as best I could. He was fine until I handed him, I think, the third book yep. and said, could you sign <laughs> yeah. this one too? And he looked at me like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> it is. It's just like, how does a guy like this have such a larger than life presence in my life? But he, I buy what he tells me to buy, uh -huh. even if he doesn't endorse it. <laughs> He's got a code. Like, I, I got to buy so it. so much time with him. I know. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. 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 Well, it's funny because we go through stories after stories about, you know, when he used to take the summers off and I would go through this fun. Mm -hmm. And that's right around when Roxy and I kind of met and we started dating. And she's like, what's your problem, man? Yeah. I'm like, there's no Tony. I'm like, I, I'm know, like this, uh, it's a freaking radio what? show. She's like, what are you doing? You know? So yeah. Rick, before we take a quick break, I have to tell you this quick story. Cause I think the littles know we've kind of mentioned on our podcast before how you would be like a dream guest for us mm -hmm. because of our fandoms basically yeah. aligned completely. And we wrote to you right away. It was probably like the second week of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I said, but of course you weren't following us. I mean, why would you? You probably never even heard of us. I sent you a message and it just sat there for like a year and a half in your inbox. Cause you know, you don't check those if they don't 
if you're not them. following each other, you don't get notifications, I think, and stuff right. like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. he's probably saying, no, I saw it. You're just freaks. I'm not going to answer <laughs> that. <laughs> no. But I can't tell you how many times we've had a little who goes, oh, I know someone who knows someone who can get in touch with Rick for you. Or here's my favorite one. I'm running down the street. Okay. <laughs> now, I bought Roxy and our 40th anniversary buffs uh-huh. for the 40th season. Yeah. You know, Winners at War buffs. Yeah. And, nice. you know, right around after, you know, the pandemic was starting to calm down and you're kind of wearing masks outside, but you don't really have to. I would still wear my buff. Like when I would play softball, I would still wear my buff. Yeah. First of all, because I thought it was cool. It yeah. was a great conversation. I can't tell you how many times people would be like, oh, on? they were like Survivor. And I was like, and I would always lie. I'm like, yeah, they give them to us when you're on that. They're like, wait, you were on it? I was like, <laughs> yeah, but I was like on season four. I was voted off second. You'd never remember me. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to screw with people, you know what I mean? It's so funny because it sh- it blows my mind. A lot of survivors do wear survivor buffs around. Uh-huh. I want to because I want everyone to know who I am. Right. <laughs> but I'm too ashamed to actually do it. Oh my so gosh. I'll wear buffs of other things. So I'm wearing a buff but it's not survivor. Gotcha. So it's like maybe it'll ring a bell but it doesn't Gotcha. Uh, it doesn't scream desperation that Sneaky. my heart well, is truly full of (laughs) i got screwed once because i forget i'm i'm gonna blow this when i say this but i picked a random season it was like they were like oh you were in china so like this person was like the ultimate survivor fan so they were like they would know (laughs) and i was like oh no no i'm just i'm just i'm just screwing with you i'm just screwing with you but no seriously i'm running down the street oh you know todd and james yeah right right, exactly exactly. so but no seriously i'm running down the street there's a news van Okay. Now, Roxy and I have dear friends who are camera women. Yeah. One works for CBS, one works for NBC. They're twins. They're twins. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, I'm running down. The horn starts honking, and she's and all of a sudden I look up and I see her, and she's like, hey. The guy sitting next to her is her the correspondent, I guess, the news guy. Or I whatever. know it's going to be. Yes. I, okay. Well, he, I'm, I'm angry. You can tell him I'm angry. He <laughs> guaranteed me he was going to reach out to you and said, I will tell Rick to come on your podcast. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Never heard another thing. Never heard it. That was like two years ago or yeah. a year and a half ago. Yeah. So anyway, but now we're here. Do you know who that is? The guy from New York. He says he knows Adam, you. Adam, right? Probably Adam. Yeah. He was a reporter in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. At CBS. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. <laughs> I. I love the guy. I don't think he reached out. No, but, he's uh, nice guy. Nice yeah, guy. I'm sure yeah. he's just being nice because his camera woman, uh, Katie, we're very dear friends. Yeah. We play softball together. We're on the bowling Bowl, teams together, yeah. and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So she was just connecting us and he's like oh he saw my buff and he was like oh are you survive he goes i have a friend that's a survivor and i went i just look i was like i know exactly who you're gonna say and i said your name he's like yeah because you know him i'm like no but i want, but I want to, to. <laughs> so. that's so funny that he's like i have a friend who's a survivor because we are friends now right but the way that that happened is i'm, I'm in macon georgia and he was in atlanta and he just out of the blue messaged me and was like hey, we should hang out. I'm a huge Survivor fan. Nice. I'd love to ask you about Survivor. I'll nice. buy you a beer. And I was like, you'll buy me a beer? I'm. It's like, oh, an hour and a half away. That's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but we had a great time and became friends. Cool. Yeah, oh, that's sure. great. All right, well, speaking of Survivor, let's take a quick break. Roxy and I are going to try and gather ourselves. Yep. And uh, we'll get all into that. Don't go anywhere, Littles. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast. With Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Roxy, how lucky are we? We have Rick Devins. <laughs> we have Rick freaking Devins on the podcast. <laughs> now, Littles, I'm not even, I'm, part of me wants to say, in all fairness to the listeners, go away for 10 minutes. We're going to talk about Survivor. No, I'm just kidding. But they don't want to do that. They no, want to stick, stick around. around. Okay. Well, because Rick, we talk a lot of Survivor on the podcast a lot of times, and occasionally we'll get an email about it. But mm-hmm. we know there's not like super, super hardcore fans. 
that listen to our podcast that are Survivor fans, but they put up with us. Right. But this is something in a little's life. I mean, how exciting for you. What made you want to even attempt this? And then let's talk about the video you had to make, I'm sure, and, <laughs> and take it from there and what your thought process was there. So I'll try to make this quick because it's a lot. I'd been wanting to get on Survivor forever. Like I remember walking into my living room during the first episode. It was part of the way through. And this guy's trying to make a fire with his glasses. My sister and dad were watching. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Sat down and watched every episode since. Like yeah. I had seen every episode. So when I was in college, I sent my first tape in. And it was such a college kid tape. <laughs> Never heard anything back. And then since then, I had sent three different tapes in of varying quality, like one where I'm in the backyard sitting next to my new wife, Becca, you know, and we're like talking to each other, never heard anything back. One that was like highly produced in front of the green screen of the TV station, <laughs> never heard anything back. So then I'm doing the morning show one day and this we did a three hour morning show. So for three hours, you're at the desk uh -huh. with small breaks. But we had a commercial break and then following that was like a package. So I had an extended break and I'm bored. So I'm like, oh, I'll do a survivor video. And I literally did it in one take, starting at the news desk and just walking around the news station and like talking to my host a little bit, sent it in, totally forgot about it. Six months later, I get an email from a casting person who's like, hey, we want to talk to you on the phone. After that, it's like a week of phone calls back and forth of me getting interviewed and trying to convince him I'm interesting. He thinks I'm interesting. He has to convince his boss. So I'm like sending him pictures of me as a Cub Scout, me in my Washington football jersey, everything that makes me look neat, me during forensics competitions, making a three-pointer against the Globetrotters, like anything. <laughs> I have to send a video of me making a fire in my backyard, which Survivor loyalist knows ironic. But eventually I get invited to what's called finals week. Mm -hmm. And they do it a little different since COVID, but this is how they always used to do it. You go to LA and you have to tell people you're gone for a week and you can't tell anyone where you're going except like your immediate family. But I couldn't even tell work mm -hmm. and you're there. But the first day you're there, they go, hey, listen, we're going to do things different every day. And if we're not interested in you, you get sent home. So you might not be here tomorrow, but you might be here till the end of the week. And wow. it starts off with a group of like 18 people and you're not allowed to talk to each other, but you see each other. And then you get invited for interviews with producers and every day is a different thing. And you never know if you're going home. You do a big psychological test, yeah. an IQ test. You meet with psychologists. <laughs> and then the very last day, if you make it to the last day, which only about six of us did, you go into this room and there's like 20 people, cameras, lights, and Jeff Probst is one of the people. Oh, wow. And they interview you and they talk to you. And then you leave there and you still don't know. They're like, all right, now you go home. We love you. Thanks for coming. We'll let and, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I go home and I felt great about it. Like I thought it went really, really well. Mm -hmm. And my casting person felt the same way. And then I get a call and they say, hey, we loved you. You were great. We don't have a spot for you on season 37. Sorry, but we think there's going to be one on season 38. And then about four weeks later, they called and they're like, yeah, we got a spot for you. So and then you have like basically four weeks to get your whole life in order. Yeah. And then you, go to, you have to go to Fiji for seven weeks uh, and you can't tell anyone where you're going. Wait, <laughs> I mean, I've heard these stories, but I'm like, this can't be true. I mean, you're yeah. all right. So obviously your immediate family. But what do you tell work? 
You just need seven I weeks. Told, off. So I did get permission. I had to tell my general manager and my news director. And okay. I told my co-anchor, who was my closest person. And I had to tell them because I was on a, under a TV contract. Oh, so yeah. I needed their permission, even though I told CBS I'm willing to quit. <laughs> like, <it's> so, <laughs> they were like, no, know? we're not going to threat. You know, we don't want to deal with a lawsuit or something like you need permission. And it was a real back and forth thing. Uh, but I finally convinced them. And then so I told the rest of the world, like the audience, I said, hey, I'm going away for seven weeks. I have a friend from Boy Scouts in high school who's making a documentary for Netflix about hiking the Appalachian Trail. And so he's getting his high school friends to do it. So we're going to hike the Appalachian Trail. No phones, no anything like that. Oh, wow. And that was my excuse, which was really, I thought, kind of genius. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. But okay. when I came back 30 pounds lighter, a lot of viewers thought I had been in a drug rehab program. Right. Oh yeah. I was like, gosh. seriously yeah. sick. Yeah. Yeah, right. I want to get to that in a second. So real quick, because I mean, we're going to encourage all the listeners to watch your season now, oh, now that yeah. we're meeting you and everything. So they can watch it, but give us one or two favorite moments. So season 38, The Edge of Extinction. Some of my favorite moments. So there's a big point where I come and I yell, La Chiserie. what people don't know is that there was an earlier point in the season where I yelled La Chiserie after a big moment. And they had no idea what I said. <laughs> they were asking afterwards. And when I'm watching it, I'm hoping they'll show it, and they didn't. So I was like, okay, no surprise. But I had no hope that they would show it the second time I did it. So this was one of my other questions. So I I can't believe they allowed it, first of all. Because I know there's all these rules about things you can say or wear and stuff like that, but that gets into the whole Boston Rob thing Mm because apparently you're not supposed to have logos and things like that. But, um, okay, so the Lachiserie moment, though, because we had Michael Sands on about a month ago. And... We talked to him about what that meant to him. And if you get a chance, you should head back and hear his episode because I know he reached out to you and stuff like that after the fact. But I mean, just the whole idea. I mean, did you have that in your back pocket from the start? So real quick, Michael Sands, he did reach out to me. He sent me a Lachiserie shirt that I treasure and wear often. <laughs> and he sent me an entire box of like cheese and sausage. Yes. And, like, it was a dream come true. It was amazing. <laughs> No. So first of all, I was really, it was the first summer ever. I was happy that Tony takes off the summer. Cause I was like, I'll be able to catch up when I get back. Mm-hmm. But the podcast is such a big part of my life and something I didn't realize. It's amazing looking back how unprepared I was for actually going on survivor. Like I didn't research looking on Reddit, like what happens. And I didn't realize I was going to be in this one place for like a week before the game in Fiji, mm-hmm. uh, not being able to talk to anybody, not doing anything. And we're not allowed to have Wi-Fi, but you could download music or podcast episodes or something. Ah, And I was stupid and I didn't. So so I'm around other castaways, but we're not allowed to interact at all or talk to each other. We're all spaced out and people are, you know, watching us. And I see them listening to their stuff. So I'm thinking about the Tony Kornheiser show from the very get go. Mm. And then when we're on the island, there's lots of dead time. Like you said, we're not allowed to sing music or anything because it's all, they don't want to pay for it. So you talk a lot about podcasts. This is when I learned that such things as Survivor Podcast existed. But I'm talking about the TK show. And this is the height of La Cheeserie where people are trying to top each other. So I had it in my head like, if I ever have a great moment, I should remember to yell La Cheeserie. Mm, nice. <laughs> like, yeah. good- wow. So then the first moment comes and it's, it's easy. I don't know if I should give anything away. This is you, Well, you mentioned that I won my way back in the game, right? Yeah. Yep. So I'm voted out early. If you watch the season, don't give up on me. I win my way back in. Uh, and when I won that challenge, 
the ball goes through the snake's mouth and I go, La Cheeserie! Like one big time. And then I get down and I'm hugging Aubrey and Wendy and it's very emo- Chris, it's very emotional. But they didn't show it. They didn't show that uh. I said it. So I gave up all hope that later in the season, I knew that I had won a challenge and yelled it again, but I didn't think they'd say anything about it. And I, this is while the season's airing, right? I'm back yeah, home. Right. Season's airing. I get an email one day from producers and they're like, hey, what's La Cheeserie mean? <laughs> is it just appropriate? <laughs> is it appropriate? And I'm like, I'm like, it's totally appropriate. It's hard to explain other than it's so stupid. It's uh, so stupid. <laughs> it's this tiny counter in the store. And they're like, oh, that's hilarious. That's great. And then I look at the preview for Survivor coming this week. And the episode name is La Cheeserie. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. And then apparently somebody saw that and said on Twitter or something and said, what's La Cheeserie? And someone said, oh, it's a Tony Kornheiser thing. And someone said in Rick's bio, it says loyal little. And people were starting to connect dots. So they right. changed the name of the episode away oh. from La Cheeserie to something oh. different. Oh, I was going to say, I don't remember that. Okay. And that's, yeah. that, I remember actually, I think Michael Sands told us that off air. And then I yelled La Cheeserie and they showed it and I was, I, I was ecstatic. And like one of the top trending Google things that night yes. was La Cheeserie. People yes. were trying to figure out Oh, I remember. I mean, all these articles, People Magazine, Entertainment uh-huh. Weekly, they all came out. They were like, what does what this mean? This? What's, what did Rick, you know, what did he say on Survivor tonight? Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, this. So real quick, and I swear, Littles, we're almost done. You kind of segued there. Sorry, to, Littles. What, I've been long-winded. I love you. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. This is this great. This is incredible. When you um, were watching the show, how, how on earth does that really work? I mean, you're not allowed to say anything. Like, you couldn't tell anyone you came in fourth, right? I'm assu- you all sign waivers, I assume, and stuff? Oh, my gosh. It's like a book, the, the, the length of the thing you have to sign. You sign your whole – you literally sign your whole life away. I mean, they could kill me, <laughs> and, and, and it would be like, what a sucker. And it's not, not only do I have to do it, but, like, my sisters, my mom and dad. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. You know, my – Becca, basically anyone that I want to let know I'm going to be gone for seven weeks, and this is why, has to sign this thing. Okay blows my mind that people can keep it under wraps especially in today's age with social media and all that that stuff it's yeah it's so hard especially you have an episode and every episode's an up and down and you'll have a down episode and and you'll get on social media which is the worst thing you can do right and people are like this guy's horrible this guy sucks (laughs) he's the worst challenge performer and you're sitting there going i win four challenge you just wait you you know it's like (laughs) you can't say anything you just have to eat it yeah right <laughs> well, you basically got to say eat it to a bunch of people because as we were discussing, I don't know if we're, were we on air for this. I don't know when we said you came in fourth, but for people who watch Survivor, know there's a lot of people that came in fourth that had they just won that last challenge, they easily would have won the whole thing, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. might not make sense to a lot of the listeners, but it's true. Yeah. And right. for people who don't know Survivor, the final three go to a jury, so I only had to get one spot further to plead my case and, and to win. win the million dollars. Right. right. Yeah. I mean. And like we said, usually in that final three, there's two schmucks and then the one easy winner. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's just because, well, it's, it's strategy. You want yeah. to bring people with you that you know you can beat. Right. And it's basically them saying, we're not taking Rick with us because we know if I take him, he's going to beat me. So we got to beat him, leave him out, and then these other two schmucks. Which is such a weird know. concept because you feel, if you're that person, like you were, like, I can imagine you felt so bummed that you didn't make it, but then also what a compliment that right. these people were so terrified of you 
that right. they ha- did everything they could to get you out so that right. they could win. I mean, that's a huge compliment, I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Can, and can you? No, yeah. It's, it's a weird thing because I, I was literally, if I'd made my fire 20 seconds faster. Yeah. Right. I'd win a million dollars. Like, yes. there's no doubt. Yeah. The, the jury are my very good friends. You know, we've discussed this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's like, maybe I'd have, I'd be stuck in a corner listening to golf tips in a country club from Michael Kornheiser if I could afford it with that million dollars. <laughs> but I came up short. <laughs> so I avoid that. So that's a silver lining. Uh, <laughs> but also... The whole thing went so much better. If you take away the disappointment of coming up short, Mm -hmm. the whole thing was amazing. It went so much better than I possibly could have imagined going into it. And, and of course, an international pop star came in like an angel and gave me a prize anyway. That was a, that helped a lot. Right. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, Yeah. With Sia doing that, which was a total surprise. So yeah, it was, it was awesome. Like I I have nothing but positive feelings about Survivor. And as a fan of the show, like it all lived up to it. It's as rough as it is. Mm -hmm. The production crew is incredible. I loved them all. Jeff Probst is amazing. (laughs) He does not do second takes. He's so good at what he does. I feel like he really cares about you. And you guys would love this because you're Survivor nuts like I am. But during those long challenges, those endurance ones that I was so bad at, if you're on the bench just waiting for the other people to finish, you just get to sit there and pepper Jeff with questions and (laughs) find out all about these, like who he liked, who he didn't like. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's really amazing. He likes almost everybody. Buddy, but, wow. uh, That's great. Gets <laughs> yeah. Wait, who's the guy? Uh, um... Oh, Johnny Fairplay, I call him. <laughs> oh, God. Fair oh play. God. Johnny Fairplay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Jeff just hate him. has the most uncomfortable look on his face every time they share the screen together. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so <laughs> funny. All right. So well, funny. on behalf of us, the Littles, I mean, thank you for doing this. Thank you for participating. Thank you, Littles, for Humoring Chuck and Roxy here Mm -hmm. and getting some survivor (laughs) knowledge that we didn't have in the past. So we really appreciate it. But it's it's just fun. I mean, you're a loyal little and you're one of us and we appreciate you taking the time. Now, as you know, we've said uh, we're the fun and dumb show. So we have to get some fun and dumb questions. in if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does T-Boy Lachalet say no to a bet from James Carville? Of course I'm going to do some dumb questions. (laughs) All right, what do you got, Roxy? Oh, gosh. What was your favorite toy growing up? Uh, my favorite toy growing up? I was a huge Ninja Turtle fan. Oh, nice. okay. So those Ninja yeah. Turtle figures and, like, G.I. Joe's. I was an action figure guy. Did you have gotcha. a favorite turtle? Michelangelo. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. One hundred, And that's orange is my favorite color. Okay. So. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. I mean, hello. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, what is one hidden talent that you have? I'm a lot better at basketball than I look. Ah. Okay. Okay. For a forty-year-old you know, dad bod, I got skills. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and I can't jump, so I have to be really crafty. <laughs> Excellent. All right, go ahead, Rocky. Which TV family is most like your own? Oh, I-, I wish that I had to take time for this, but I talk about this all the time. We are the Belcher family from Bob's Burgers. Ah, nice. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> now, what's the name of that other show that has the guy that plays Bob's Burgers? Central Park? Archer? No, Archer. Do oh, you watch Archer. that? I watched the first several seasons of Archer. Okay, that's a big topic on our... Littles are dying for us to start watching that. But we were talking <laughs> yeah. about how it might be weird for us because all you hear is Bob from yeah. Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. It is weird. Yeah. They're very different characters. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of, if you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? 
Wow, a cartoon character for a week. That's a tough one. I don't want to live in a sewer. So, <laughs> so my Ninja yeah, right, are no, out. Right, right, right. I don't want to fight in a war, so the G.I. Joes are out. I got to yeah. go. Who's just chilling on a beach somewhere? It would be fun to be Snoopy for a week because I would really like to hang out with Woodstock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The whole Peanuts gang seems kind of nice. And maybe I could finally give Charlie Brown some backup with Lucy because Aww. that situation has gone on for too long. <laughs> Absolutely. That is so nice you of you. You could bite her leg yeah. when she pites, tries to pull the football <laughs> away. So. All right, Roxy, you got one more? If you hosted Saturday Night Live, who would you like to introduce as your musical guest? I'm so glad that you gave me an excuse to go off on a tangent. <laughs> Roxy, you remember earlier when I said my thing in high school was speech and debate and yeah. I did humorous interp. That's where you like play a bunch of different characters. So my dream when I wanted to be an actor was to be on Saturday Night Live. Oh, nice. I, I actually met Tina Fey at a Second City thing at UVA oh, nice. when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Like I was obsessed with Saturday Night Live. And in high school, you know how you have superlatives in the yearbook? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was the only person voted most likely to be on Survivor. And it Whoa. was only because I was obsessed with Survivor. Right, okay. It's not because I was a survivalist or anything. Yeah. And I was voted, along with Matt Brinkman, most likely to be on Saturday Night Live. Oh. And they made me choose one. So I chose Saturday Night Live because it was an actual, like, skill. And it said I was funny. Right. So it, was, it became ironic. Of course, years later, it's like, oh, I guess I should have chosen Survivor. Right. So I could point <laughs> to that in the thing. But, uh, yes, I would love to host SNL. And I guess my musical guest would be Billy Joel. Because mm. too many members of the Who are not with us. Yeah, yeah. that's my favorite band of all time. Uh -huh. That's a good one. All right, let's do some rapid fire, and we'll get you out of here. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Come on. <laughs> and my and one of my best buds from Survivor, David Wright, wrote for Star Trek. So still, I'm oh, right. Star Wars. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? Coke. I'm, I'm in Georgia. Come on. <laughs> that's true. All right. <laughs> Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Excellent. Sorry, Wilbon. <laughs> <laughs> Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. Kay. All right. Let's end with that one. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, Rick, thank you so much for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate it. Plug everything for us. Now, we, your podcast, Surviving Snyder, right? Yep. Surviving Snyder. You can get that wherever you find podcasts and stuff. You guys know the drill. <laughs> Bethesda Bagels. Check that out uh, if you're if you're in Maryland. And that's about it. Support Middle Georgia State University. Go Knights. Uh, if you have anyone interested in aviation, we have an incredible aviation school. Best bargain in the country. And, uh, and yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, yeah. I have witticisms at Rick underscore Devins. D-E-V-E-N-S. And I want to get back on Survivor. So if they have an All-Stars, uh, look out for me. All right. Oh, yes. That was good. That should have been my follow-up question. Absolutely. My apologies, Littles. So you, like, you would do it yeah. again. You would do it again, right? You know, it's like... I assume I'm going to say it's like childbirth, like I've had children. Yeah, you forget about how painful it right. was sitting yeah. in yeah. the rain overnight for 12 hours, yep. and you remember how fun it was to watch it on TV months and months later. Mm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm dumb enough that I would go back and do it again. <laughs> That's excellent. All right, we'll put all that in the show notes for you. Not, not how dumb you are, your Twitter handle and all that stuff in your podcast. <laughs> okay, great. We really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. I'm not a lunatic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised after being on Survivor, he was just like, I don't care, I don't as, care long as long as it's long there. As we have it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, actually, I still go in the ocean because it worked out so well oh. on Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> do, do littles want to know what aqua dumping is? Because it's very <laughs> real. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. Maybe Rick, we also did this thing called five mediocre minutes. Maybe we can have you back for that and we can find out what aqua dumping is yeah, all about. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, this, this was a lot of fun. I'd love to come back and discuss pooping in the ocean with you. It's, <laughs> I mean, it was easily the weirdest part of survivor because you're doing that in the ocean is enough, right? right? With like the beautiful scenic Fiji couldn't look better. But then there are thousands of minnows around you eating that. Oh, oh no. And then <laughs> within four feet of you while you're doing this are black tip sharks <gasps> that are four feet long that the producers told you, oh, they won't bite you. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, they won't. And you're there pooping next to them in the ocean <laughs> with all these minnows around. And if that's not weird enough, years later, you're watching and Cody is jumping off the thing into the place where you pooped <laughs> because just, they're still filmed at the same spot. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. No. Oh. I, I got to be honest. I don't know. I could actually relieve myself is how I will say it. Submerged in water. Obviously, I've peed can't. in like a pool in a lake. That just happens. <laughs> you do it. It's but, a skill set, Chuck. I'm wondering uh, if well, this is not why everyone does. Like a lot of people go on land and yeah. then yeah. go in the water and clean up. Yeah. Right. That's um, what I think. Some I would do. barbarians go on land and clean up with leaves, and that's it. And I, that's Whoa. just. If I hope you're not planning on being out there a long time. No, <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. So, all right. Well, Rick, thank you so much again. The littles are so going to appreciate this. We appreciate this. Our special 200th episode. We couldn't have done it without you. Thank you so much. I had a great time. I'll be back for 201. Yes. Uh, let's. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Tim Wildsmith, and I'm a loyal little. And I'm Becca Wildsmith, and I'm not. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Roxy. Holy cow. Come true. I Sorry, know. Littles, we geeked out. We I, had to. I mean, didn't you all want to know how to poop in the ocean and stuff? Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, that's gold, Jerry. That's gold. Um, it was just... That was you so know, awesome. We appreciate your understanding on that one. Crazy Survivor fans. Crazy. And we watched that season like mm-hmm. so close, and he came in fourth, and, and we were rooting for him. Yeah. And I, and the you know, whole we know way. Tony read a lot of a couple of his emails on the air and yep. stuff. And but then to hear him shout Lachiserie on the show, yes, and that they actually aired it, and now to find hear the story behind, especially that, the story about the one he shouted before that they that didn't they put didn't on, didn't put on, and then to have them call and be like, "What does this mean?" Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Littles. That was like a dream come true for that, Roxy and yeah, I. Yeah, that was so cool. That literally was the first person we thought that was kind of a big, so yeah. to speak, that we were like, oh, I wonder if he'd come on. We're like, no way. No right. freaking way. Right. And we can't wait to share this with some of our Survivor mm-hmm. podcast friends, mm-hmm. you know, so it'll be that have no idea who Tony Kornheiser right. is or what a little is, but yeah. they're still going to want to hear this. So. Absolutely. So that's exciting. All right, Roxy, let's get to our 200th episode emails. Yes. We normally don't do this, but we heard from our past guest. Mm. So Howie Stoopsy Stoops, episode 199. He says, Choxy, I bought a special bottle for the dropping of the podcast, Jack Daniels Bonded. Episode 199. Boy, that is so special. So I poured a couple fingers worth and listened to the podcast. Thanks for not making me sound like a dope. I was really worried about that. Both of you are the best. Thank you, Howie Stoopsy Stoops. Don't worry. I'll send you the new bourbon and barbecue flyer as soon as I make it. Nice. Please let me know if you come to the DMV. We absolutely will. Absolutely. Howie, it was a pleasure. That was awesome. I, it's That's so sweet. Absolute pleasure. Now, Howie, what's the line from Jaws? We're going to need a bigger boat. Uh-huh. Howie, you might need a bigger place to hold the barbecue this year. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Here we go. 
Claire Natola, episode one. There's a concert in Columbus, Ohio that I was planning to attend on October 28th, but Stoopsie's Bourbon Barbecue is tempting me. Ooh. Steve Osbolt, episode two. Of course, I'm listening to the pod right now. I hope I'm not the only one who immediately followed up Howie saying, I wish I was a little bit taller with, I wish I was a baller. If I had a girl, I would call her. <laughs> Hashtag Skilo. Is that, I, I have no idea who that is, but anyway. Tony Beeson, episode nine. I want to go to Stoopsie's Barbecue. Bobby Gottfried, episode 12. I like bourbon. I like barbecue. My office is really close to Laurel, Maryland. Nice. So you want more? I'll give you more. Debbie Mittman, episode 67. I'm bummed that Stoopsie isn't on Twitter. I'll have to email him and let him know I want to attend his barbecue in October on my son's birthday, no less, because he lives in the next town over from me. I didn't know there were any littles in Laurel, Maryland. Thanks to you, I do. There were more. Those are some selected. Howie, yeah, I think you're going to need a bigger boat or something. <laughs> so anyway, all right, let's get to the running portion of the podcast, Ooh, as I'm going to call it. I'm this. excited for this part. Well, some of these were tweets and things like that, yeah. but I wanted to take as many as I could and include as many littles as I could for our special 200th episode. So here we go. Kim Wilson. Two L's. Episode 36. Please let Roxy know there's nothing wrong with rotating running shoes. I just bought a new pair myself to put into rotation with my other two pairs. Ooh. Okay. Littles. We're talking about Keep Roxy going. and buying Keep shoes. All yes. Right. Jenny Robbins, episode 57. Yes, and your planter fascia mm -hmm. will thank you for doing so. All right. Then we have Dave Cleary, episode TBD. We even. Whoa. Who the hell's that? I have six years of running logs where I kept track of the mileage on my shoes. I always bought two pairs at a time and rotated them. Now, again, I used to actually the logging thing I used to do because mm -hmm. when my mom bought me my first Garmin watch, mm -hmm. it was the greatest gift I ever got. I felt like at Christmas and it kept track. It showed the maps on the computer where you ran and all that stuff. This cool. is way before Fitbits and, and Apple yeah, and, and all, all that, that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. Ed Butt, episode 51. Back when I was a serious runner, in quotes, <laughs> six days, 40 miles a week, I went through four to five pairs a year, broke in new pairs one time first week, two times second week, three times third week, etc. So I was essentially rotating pairs. Oh. All right. Looks like Roxy's going to go shoe All shopping. All right. I like where this is going. Now we're going to get, we're done with the running portion for now. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> All, right. All right. Now I was going to let you read this one actually, but I'll just, it's from Brad Phillips, episode 184. Roxy. This is to you. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it feel like PH, that's Prince Harry, right? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't it feel like Prince Harry is doing the same thing in the U.S. media that he hates from the British media? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, uh -huh. I'm Brad, all I can say is maybe you should talk to Bill Simmons about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But still, what is his end game? What do you think? I, I have no idea. I don't even know what his game I is. I mean, I feel bad if this is really what's been going on. I feel bad for the guy, of course. But what's what's happening? Well, then we heard from Tim Cree, episode 107. He says, congratulations. Yours is the only show that Prince Harry hasn't been on so far. So it's just a matter of time, I'm sure. Yeah, that, that would be great. All right. And then, Roxy, we have a special one. Dad sent us a message. Aw. Episode TBD, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he's not technically a little yet. But no, he I mean, can come on as a third wheel. Oh, that would be fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, we definitely have some beer that night. Yep. All right, he says, getting into all this wrestling talk on the show, but if you want to talk about great wrestlers, Bruno San Martino puts them all to shame. He was the best when wrestling was less fake than it is now. Mm -hmm. I saw him as a kid, and he was one massive dude. He goes back to 50s, 60s, 70s, so most of the littles won't know him, but the older ones will. Now, I remember that name. 
I didn't know that about Bruno. my dad. That you didn't he know went that. to a wrestling match <laughs> as a kid. Bruno San Martino. I used to love that name. Yeah. No, I don't remember him that uh-huh. much, but I do remember the name for yeah. sure. Like when I was watching wrestling, they would always refer back to him. Okay. You know, like he was one of the greats. Yeah, you know, sure. Kind of sure. Yep. Nice. All right. Next, we have a voice memo. Don't forget, Littles, you can always send us voice memos. Hey, Chuck and Roxy. This is Maurice Mo Werner, episode 86, wishing you a hearty congratulations on your episode 200. Your 200th episode. So amazing. Thank you for all you do. I also wanted to give a shout out to your last Meet the Littles guest, episode 199, Stoopsy, for his shout out to me about an email that I mentioned from Chris from Durham, episode TBD about Menorah in the Middle. I had come on your show because I had sent it the same email because I had seen it at the same time and I never thought that email was going to be read on the big show, but it was. But anyway, congrats and uh, happy new year. So thank you, Mo, for that. That was really sweet. All right. And then lastly, we heard from, well, for now, lastly, because we all know what's coming. <laughs> Chris Davenport, episode 65. Chuck, you forgot to say that you were going to horseman country when you said you were going to North Carolina. Now, he also attached the, I think it's the Four Horsemen. Were those wrestlers? I forget. Chris, as I said, you win. This is the we're not worthy moment of the podcast. <laughs> I don't remember them at all. I mean, I remember them if it is the Four Horsemen, but I don't remember that's Horseman Country and all mm, that stuff. Mm-hmm. But good on you, man. Nice. That's why I would not do the podcast. Yep. So, Chris Davenport, you're on it's the clock. It's all you. You're mm-hmm. on the clock. <laughs> okay. Now, I've, I've been doing this is on purpose. Time? I've been letting Roxy rest over here. <laughs> Okay. It's time. Isn't so it? the 200th episode email from. All right, here we go. Dear Choxy, one, January 12th was the day we officially ate the last of our Christmas cookies. Based on my stomach size, I would guess I'm due to have a baby sometime at the end of April. <laughs> Great. No, wait, that's only four months, though. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right, go ahead. Number two. Roxy should go all in on the sneakers. If you don't have the gear, you are less likely to get into the sport. I agree with that. If you have the shoes, then you are more likely to go all in. Plus, if running doesn't take, then Roxy has sneakers for a few years walking around town. Plus, Chuck, it's an easy gift. Birthday, Christmas, Valentine's Day, Wednesday, January, etc. I like your thinking. Okay. Number three, I counted the episodes to be sure they totaled 199. Let's just say, in this case, the phrase "close enough" may apply. Okay, Whoa. we have a we have a rebuttal to that. I'll Wait get there minute. in a second. Number four, congratulations on 200. I am so happy for you both and the cast of Third Wheelers. I truly wish I was on board from the beginning, but I'm glad I found this show before dying. So it's a win in my book. <laughs> Yours truly, episode 178. P.S. Always better than a hockey segment. That might be our new Brandon Borzelli. Always uh-huh. better than a hockey segment. Okay, to go back to your third point. So, right. So you might have calculated it on, I think it's, I think Apple... Well, we talked about that last time, how we did a couple yeah, we previews did, we or did trailers, two, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, we did two trailers, so it may have gotten a count of, say, 201, maybe. I don't know, but, um, but it's maybe actually, he's also, we, we acknowledged this last episode, how mm-hmm. not every episode had a Meet the Littles guest. Maybe he's just counting the Meet the Littles guests? I don't know. I don't know, Brandon. Let's not talk about this anymore, though. This is 200. <laughs> this is 200. This was special. <laughs> don't be yucking our yum here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. This is 200, <laughs> damn it. I worked hard on this uh-huh, episode. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. And speaking of our 200th episode, it wouldn't be complete without, Brandon, maybe you haven't experienced this yet, the third wheel who didn't get on the show but had something to tell us. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. here we go. Hi, Chuck and Roxy. 
On our New Year's episode, we thanked everyone for participating in the Loyal Littles card exchange that was coordinated by Jamie Julian. However, I neglected to tell you about the great holiday mail I received from Lisa Dementer. I hope I'm saying that right. Episode TBD. And we mean that, Lisa. We really mean that because we've been in touch and she's just not ready yet to come on. He says, who outdid everybody by sending a tiny stuffed monkey complete with a mini iPad and holding a bottle of, you guessed it, Johnny Walker Blue. Yes, a genuine Reginald the monkey and thankfully no poo. (laughs) During the holiday week, we were visited by friends and their three-year-old son who saw the cute stuffed monkey on our living room table among our holiday cards and gifts. I didn't realize he was playing with it until I heard the mother cry out, why does this monkey have a bottle of booze? What kind of toy is this? Of course, I had some quick explaining to do. And after playing Reginald's theme music from the TK show, they were in on the joke and we all had a good laugh. Anyway, just wanted to say thanks to Lisa for raising the bar very high for next year's Loyal Littles card exchange. Thanks, Ritz. Nice. Well, Roxy. Well, Chuck. We, we tried to fit as much as we could without going an hour and a half here. Right. Littles, I don't know what else to say. Uh, Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you do for mm-hmm. us, for making this show what it is, because it is you. It's, it's our podcast, I say, and it will never be the Chuck and Roxy show, as Mr. <laughs> Kornheiser says, which we love, but it is the Loyal Littles podcast, and we're here for you, and we love it. So we do. Thank you so much, Roxy, for the 200th time. Wow. Can tell everyone how they can get in touch with us? Can I do it? Can sure. I say it? Absolutely. Go. You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And of course, you can always go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. I think you did that all in one breath. I did. That was amazing. Yeah, that's all I can say. Thank you once again, Rick Devins. For making oh, this 200th episode what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, that was fantastic. Yep. Uh, kind of a dream come true for us. Oh, yeah. In a way. Yeah. You're yeah. awesome. For these two Survivor geeks <laughs> here as your podcast host. Don't forget about his podcast, Surviving Snyder, which I know a lot of you down in the DMV are going to love. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, especially if you watch Survivor. Mm-hmm. But anyway, remember, if you need a grip for your stick. Stickgrip.com. If you need frog-free eyewear. Frog-free-eyewear.com. And most importantly, if you are shopping online... Do not forget to use the bloody code LL pod. That's the code people. Bye. Hey, what's the cheese mean? <laughs> Give me one cup of coffee too many. Give me one cup of joe to see me through. Be it perk or drip, espresso is hip. Cappuccino latte, guzzle or sip. I'll take one cup of coffee too many. Well, it makes my heart go pitter-pat. Seeing that waitress coming towards me like that. Sitting at the counter taking off my hat. Well, I didn't need no menu when she said, what'll it be? I took a look at her and said, who we? I'll take one cup of coffee, too many. I love the taste. I love the smell. 
I love the concept cups and sauces as well. I love the buzz. I love the jolt. That java bean is me just like a lightning bolt. Kinda jumpy, talking fast and dressing frumpy. I may be kinda jerky, definitely perky, but it ain't because I come from Albuquerque. No, because of one cup of coffee too many. It was that one cup of joe that just pulled me right over the edge. I was sad and tired, now I'm happy and wired. It didn't cost me much, and all that transpired was a one cup of coffee too many. podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. All right, now you go home. We love you. Uh, thanks for coming. Oh, yeah.